Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, wherever you are in the world. I'm Russell Tovey. And I'm Robert Diane And this is Talk Art. Welcome to Talk Art. That's right, it's a Talk Art live in Margate. How are you today, Robert? Wow, I love that. A crowd of fun in Margate. Um, today, Russell, I am feeling proud. Ah, oh, me too. I'm, um, this is a very emotional moment for all of us, and I think everyone sat in the audience as well. Um, and in particular for our guest, because today is the first exhibition. It is your first exhibition, isn't it? Ever. Yes. Ever. I'm, I mean, I'm already crying. We love I, it. I don't know how to T- Today is the launch, the, the private view or preview, as some people now say, of our guest's first ever solo exhibition. And um, two years ago, we interviewed him on Talk Art. He's actually in our most recent Talk Art book with the blue cover. And when we did that interview, Tracy Emin heard about it and remembered that she had been a friend of yours for a much longer time than I had. Yeah. And yeah, reminded me of that fact. Remind, yeah, and, it still does. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And I I was originally introduced to you by somebody who sat in the front row here, uh, Richard Danks, who is an amazing person in his own right. And he connected us. And, and then now we're sat here. So in we are Margate. very... Yeah, in Margate. And this, is, <laughs> and this is also the first time that we're seeing your work on canvas. So I'm really excited yeah. to discuss that and the progression over the past few years, which feels like it's been rapid. So we would like to nice. welcome to Talk Art... Oliver Hensley! Hello. <laughs> how are you, Oliver? Good, thank you, good. Well, how is this? What, what is this overriding feeling you have right now? I just, I've only recently learned how to cry properly, which is genuinely, it is a genuine, and I, and I just keep just nearly crying, which is nice. I think it's a big, it's a big thing for me, you know? I think art is obviously like a life-saving force but also it's an incredibly exposing force and so I, I think yeah I mean it's brilliant isn't it but it, but it's also shit man yeah it's, it's good it's brilliant it's brilliant but uh yes I feel a little overwhelmed perhaps because I've been given a lovely opportunity and I'm very pleased how did that happen so we're currently at TKE Studios yes which is Tracy Emin's foundation yeah. it opened earlier this year she also has an art school here um how come your show is in this incredible space well because she's an incredible woman and she kind of sort of tutored me in a way that mentored mentored is that a better word I think so I, I think that's what she's been doing well or tutored tutored yeah true. I mean, sometimes tutored yeah but um in a in a 
just a brilliant way. She was pleased, she was impressed by my paintings previously um, and kind of obviously I think she knew what, what I needed to do to kind of further them and what I was doing perhaps. And yeah, gave me a lot of time and a lot of advice. And obviously she's very clever and knows what she's doing. So I was quite happy to bow down. And one of the big things is a few years ago, Carl Friedman, who's here as well, and I yes. came to your studio in, you're in Suffolk, aren't you? Mm-hmm. And um, you were predominantly making work on paper then and quite large pieces, but also very intimate kind of A4 yeah, pieces. Yeah, yeah. And that's kind of all you'd been doing at that point, wasn't it? It was Ever. all on paper and you it liked was only that. only on paper because I'd felt a lot of pressure working not on paper because everything else is really expensive and you, you just kind of got this reverence associated to it. And I, you know, you don't know if you're rubbish or not, right? So <laughs> if I'm going to spend loads of money on canvases, it's ridiculous because what if I'm just useless and they're all going to go into a, like an incinerator when I'm dead or something, you know? But so to, you have to take yourself seriously and obviously then, then things change and you work on something different. But I, I still now have only just learned that it's just a big piece of paper on a frame that cost a bit more money. And actually, you treat it exactly the same. And like the the kind of art I'm most attracted to is never laboured art that, you know, I always say this when people say, how long did that take? Fuck off. I don't care. <laughs> like it could take me 30 seconds and be brilliant. I don't, you know. But so, you know, I can do something on a massive canvas that takes me 10 minutes and it's absolutely brilliant. But I, now I don't, I don't have a problem with it. Whereas previously, I would be like, paper's great because I, I can chuck it away or do whatever. But yeah, learning learning with canvas was was very interesting, um, and actually it progressed things like with the painting quite amazingly because there's only so many times you can work on a piece of paper, and that's another thing I learned from Tracy. I spent ages doing a painting. I was a fucking brilliant painting, and literally she was like, "Paint it all white. It's rubbish." I was like, oh, "Oh god!" But then I realised it wasn't my greatest painting. But that's something else I learned really amazingly was was you know you've got to edit yourself and you've got to you've got to make your best work right so what point did you start to take yourself serious then you were saying just now about like 10 minutes ago i suppose right right no i'm joking no uh no i um (laughs) no i i did take myself seriously but now it's consumed everything right so i like my life now is just painting right and then thinking about the paintings and then making the paintings and then talking about the paintings and and I think when it comes to that, then you kind of give yourself a bit more kudos and think, yeah, no, I, I kind of know what I'm doing here. Like I, I've got, I, I think that the best position I can be in is to go to bed and be so excited to wake up and get back on that painting. I think that is, that's, that's, that recently that's happened a lot. And I, that makes you think, oh, I've cracked that. That's quite a good, that's a great position for me to be in because it's torture if you, if you make shit work and it's useless and spend a long time being miserable about it, so... What is your studio practice then? So, you, are you in the studio most days? Well, in my kitchen. Right. <laughs> so, I basically have to go through it. Right. So, you are my, in it every my day. My here. Right. My studio's there. My kitchen's there. Right. So, basically, I go shit shower, get dressed, go into the studio, say, Tiana, can I have a cup of tea, please? She brings me a cup of tea. And then I work. And then it, the day's sort of gone. And, and yeah, so yeah, yeah, there, all, all the time, which is it's a good place to be. 
When I came to the studio, I remember thinking you had incredible discipline in the sense that you'd really dedicated so many years of your life to creating art almost every single day. And there were really um, like whole bodies of work in a way in boxes. You had all these boxes with... with I like... love admin. My God. I've got <laughs> like... Where's Elisa? Oh, is she in here? I, but when you came to the studio, everything's got a little photograph on it and is in a box wrapped in tissue. I like... I revere this artwork it's really important to me right it's not even even when i say wasn't taking myself seriously of course i was because everything is in folders and every, and i i used to sew together these pouches for the big paper because i oh yes because i studied fashion right i started a sewing machine so so those yeah I, I think the work is yeah i've always thought it's very important and and, and uh what do they always say to artists the biggest issue you've got is storage isn't it like, where do you put it all but so you, you got into drawing through fashion you drew as a kid a no, lot I, no I've always been I basically I've always been an artist right and then I wanted to be cool sexy and go to fashion school um which was great Willie thank you um why are you saying thank you what's that Willie was the the head of the St. Martin's fashion course oh, oh way very instrumental in after i was an instant blah blah after i was um wheelchair bound was the woman that forced me back into education and then made me made me go again so very very pleased you're here willie but yeah so i went to do that and then realized that i was doing the fashion print course because i love drawing and it's drawing on clothes isn't it and then you know various things got the way i didn't finish that blah blah and then i thought i'd just you know become a painter <laughs> it's always been there so, um, and I've got a lot to say that I can't necessarily vocalise. And so I can put it onto paper and now canvas. And, and yeah. So. But in a way, the progress, uh, the, the, the fact you made so many drawings, and mm. they were often of a single figure yourself, self-portraits, but it was repeated and each one would Always. be slightly a shift, slightly different, but all connected. And then I feel like that was the perfect sort of training ground in a way before you hit the canvas. It was like you had all this kind of time to really think about what images you wanted to create. That, but even they were even really basic things. Like I made like a 70 photographs of me cutting my toenails, you know, or like masturbating, literally like just... At the same time or... Well, yeah. <laughs> That's a skill. What? <laughs> were the pair of scissors involved? <laughs> Are you mad? <laughs> no. Oh my God. I mean, it didn't take long, did it? No. Uh, no. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Always drawing, but that's 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 why um, I write that on the wall. Always, always, it's always drawing. I, you know, I call these drawings. They're all drawings, and and actually, I was saying to Tracy yesterday. You know, I always used to think of painting and drawing as separate things, and it's they're exactly the same to me. They're all drawings, which is another thing, I suppose. Going back to working on canvas, that these are all drawings. That's why. That's that's you know. Why I previously was like, oh, drawings should be on paper, but they're not. You know? And so, yeah, paintings, paintings, just drawings. So that's that's yeah. How many it. years is this body of work then that we're seeing? Two thousand and twenty-one to now, right? There's a lot in there though. We went through a lot. <laughs> and uh, anyway, so then Tracy said, I was like, oh, making lots of pictures, and often sending her pictures, but trying. I do struggle with that. I don't want to show too much to everyone because. I don't know, What's, you become a bit self-important. But anyway, so I was sending them to Tracy sometimes when I thought they were good. And then eventually she said, oh, I'm opening my studios and I want you to be our first, like, show. Which I was like, okay, it's going to bite your hand off. 
Did you um, immediately say yes? Yeah, I, obviously. I, I was about to be sick. No, I know, but I also felt, felt like you, you wanted to make sure it was like the right time for you. Though. Yeah, I remember but, uh, talking about Because when be we honest, spoke before, you weren't ready. You were no, like, absolutely not. Absolutely not. No, I, I, I certainly wasn't ready. And now, if I look back and I'd done a show then, yeah. I'd have probably been ashamed of the show because it wouldn't have been a good show, right? But now I feel very proud of this because there was that time scale. Um, and I'm not going to say to improve because I don't, I think, for me, I think art is really intrinsic and actually the way you make something is always brilliant. Gilbert and George say, if it comes out of you, then it's art, right? Um, but in order to have kind of an oeuvre that... So then, so then Tracy and Lisa came um, to Suffolk and went through everything and to be able to have that to offer and for them to curate something like this from it is amazing. Um, yeah. So the title Caregivers, when did that come to you and what is that? I hated the title. <laughs> who you look at, who you look you at, you're giving someone it? evils right now. No, because I basically, I'd sent Tracy a picture of my uh, assistant Tiana cuddling Plop the dog and said, only accept caregivers that do this to your dog. And she said, caregivers is a great word and a great title. And I was like, it's rubbish. Like, I don't want, I don't want that illusion immediately to like disability. I don't want any of that, blah, blah. And I thought about it. And I was like, well, actually, obviously it's not just an illusion to disability, is it? You know, my dog's a caregiver, right? My family's caregivers. Like I give myself care. I give myself not care, you know? So it's, um, it's a lot more clever than I first thought. So then <laughs> we had a little discussion in Tracy one. So yeah. <laughs> no, but, uh, no, now, now, now I don't think it could have been a better title. And especially bearing in mind that the title kind of was discussed previous to her having selected and at least having selected what they're showing. And so, yeah. What was, what was that like, the selection then? Was, did you feel incredibly vulnerable with people no. coming into the studio? That are, Have you had people critique your work before at the studio? Hamzora Gobrist. Well, come on. Come on. <laughs> One of the world's foremost curators. Who and actually the said time. almost the fainted. When, did he? Did he? he actually because did of the that. work? Yeah, because it's really good. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Well, how did that come about? What was that Gilbert like? and George bought him. Wow. So talk about, let's go back to Gilbert and George. And how did Gilbert and George come into your life? I've known them a long time. Um, and we like to go for have dinner and, and they really believe it again. Again, I mean, I'm doing all right with people that like my paintings. So they, from ever since I once went to Carluccio's with them. Not that I usually go there, but I think it was a lunchtime, but usually we go really nice places, don't worry. <laughs> but Carluccio's with them and I just obviously just had some drawings in my back of my chair and I was like, oh, by the way, just made those. And they're like, oh, brilliant. And ever since then, they've, they've really thought, you know, they've really been behind it. And, um, and so they know Hans Ulrich very well and they bought him in a taxi... To Suffolk from London. Did they? How long is that doing take? Well. Is that like three hours? Yeah, really long, really long. And I'm a really nervous person, so obviously I was pissed by the time they arrived. So <laughs> drank loads of champagne, and then I made them scones. And we just had a... And at this point, Tiana, who was my caregiver, wonderful woman, was literally running around, getting artwork out, filling up glasses, like spreading jam on scones and everything. And I was just talking about myself. So, yeah, brilliant. So, uh, so they... they um, yeah, so he came and they bought him. Very good. And so, then having Alyssa and Tracy visit the yeah. studio that day, were they in a taxi for three hours? Or Tracy's got a driver. Tracy's got a driver, okay. <laughs> but still, still you Obviously had time... like, do you need a lift from the station? No. No, we're fine. <laughs> still you had time to think about that, think about their arrival. I think we were talking that morning or yeah, the day before. Yeah, obviously, like, 
oh, what? Um, yeah, of course, it, you, you are very exposed by... Because they're, I mean, they're, they're very exposing, these pictures, right? And, um, and I think that actually, building up, like building up this show, what was it when I had that studio in Hornsey? And I first thought, actually, I'm going to start painting myself. Because previously I was painting flowers and things. Um, and that was kind of this real, like, oh, it's a big step, actually, to kind of expose this... Um, yeah, me. So, Do you think it's also because you, you spend so much time in a way by yourself with the work? Because I know you're, you're yeah. often quite... I mean, all artists, actually, it's quite a solitary thing. Uh-huh. But I think for you, particularly, even because you're in Suffolk, like you're not in yeah. London where people can just stop by. I know you yeah. have the odd neighbour who stops by, but, but and then you've got your garden where you, like, grow... Really good vegetables. Vegetables, exactly. What sort of vegetables? I'm really into pumpkins and squashes. Gosh! What yeah. are they like to grow? Leggy. Leggy? They... They go long. You need a lot of space. Um, I had no idea. But you do have quite a lot of space. The, gar- <laughs> yeah. the, gar- the garden's quite long. Yeah, but no. But anyway. For the legs. For the legs, yeah. yeah. Anyway, it's just pumpkins, full of legs. the pumpkins are brilliant. But I, I do like to grow things a lot in the garden. I'm, just, I'm like a middle-class gay man. I just like cook people food and do gardening <laughs> and then make paintings. But that, what I'm trying to say is, though, it's quite picturesque where you are. Yeah. And quite, it's quite calm and it is quite, you're on, on your own quite a lot. Yeah, it's a very lonely place. There's not a shop or a pub or anything. Um, and actually, for me, that kind of total immersion into self is a double-edged sword. I mean, it's very unhealthy, but at the same time for work, it's really healthy because then no one's, no one's like dropping in saying, let me distract you. I'd, make sure I walk the dog each day and otherwise I've got painting to do. So it's, yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's, it, it, it was like the intense introspection, as I say, is maybe not necessarily very healthy, but it has been key to making this work. And I feel like this body of work for the past two years, since you've moved on to Canvas, is really beginning to allow the viewer to somehow experience the energy of that interior mm. world and the all, all the different sides to the way that you feel, mm-hmm. um, largely because of the layers. Like the, these paintings are really layered and they, they feel like you've got words sometimes, sometimes the words are hidden, um, but it feels like they're really worked on surfaces. Whereas the early work, like the drawings, had all these ideas, which were almost like, for Separate. me, like, like se- separated ideas, which when you bring all those ideas together, suddenly it becomes yeah. this really strong emotional sort of field. Because how many layers can I do on a piece of paper? Not many. And if I scrub it away, so I like to get rid of things a lot. Especially if you make something that makes you feel really vulnerable, then you get rid of it immediately. Oh, really? Or I always do, yeah. I still haven't, I can't, I can't, I can't be accountable yet. Maybe one day, but I spend a lot of time getting rid of things that feel too difficult. Do you regret that now in retrospect for the works that you have got rid of? No. 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 Well, my PA... Tiana and I always argue about this and I'll make a drawing she'll be like fucking brilliant drawing looks just like you and I'll be like there'll be 10,000 other drawings that look like me but it's it's upsetting me so I think we're gonna say no but it's um it's funny she's the only person that ever looks really at the pictures for a long time and there, there have been a lot but I think I think that's that's not normal that's exactly why they're why they are deep enough because yeah, and also there's never an idea. I never make a. I never. There's never a plan. I never plan a painting. Oh really? I just go in there and start drawing. Did you still work on paper though? Yeah. Right. Drawing. Yeah. Um, especially, <laughs> I think drawing is obviously the most important thing an artist can do. So, even though I don't know if I'm doing a big drawing of myself, a big painting or whatever, drawing of myself, 
um, and it's not got my nose on it, then I might go and draw my nose a hundred times sometimes. <laughs> like I started to do these kind of repetitive, like almost like drawing exercises to be like, because obviously I want, I want to present the best work I can, right? So yeah, I need to have, um, yeah, always paper, but, and I have sketchbooks as well. At the moment I'm just drawing my dogs hundreds of times every evening. But, but I thought you also do it in the morning, don't you? Sometimes. All of the little, these little ones are always, always uh, drawing in the toilet. Because I yeah, spend exactly. a lot of time in the bathroom. Which is why you see the tiles, though, as well, in the background. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's why. And so, uh, 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 so that was basically... Is there a mirror? Is there a mirror you're looking yes. at when you're doing it? Yes. Yes. That's why they're all... He has a photographic memory. He can just imagine right. himself. Exactly. <laughs> um, no, so they, they are... Yeah, so those... Should we talk about them? Yeah. yeah. They are... I like them a lot, but... Uh, but they're really hard. Describe them for people listening. Um, they are never more than 25 centimetres by 30 centimetres, small, quite dark portraits of myself sat on the toilet in front of the mirror because oh, I spend a lot of time being interfered with in bathrooms. And, um, and so I start drawing it each day. And I just do it in the biro or whatever, quickly draw it. And then when I got up, after I'd got dressed or whatever, then went and started painting it, but always in the morning because they're, they're really hard. Working really small is really difficult compared to working large. So it's quite good to get that out of the way. And then it gets to five o'clock and you have a glass of wine and make a big painting. And So they're different. But, but even in the small ones, you, you've really got this idea of light um, really accurately, I think. If you look, there's a whole room. We're currently in the main, the, the biggest kind of room, which is this kind of almost like a town hall or something. It's like a chapel. Um, it's like yeah. a bit like a chapel. Yeah. It's actually an old bath building. So people, I think, used to take baths, actual physical baths to wash themselves yeah. in, in here. But um, there's that. a little room out there and there's about 12 or 15 mm. small paintings. It's, do you know, I, that made me quite emotional when I was in that room I think it's really I, I said to Tracy yesterday so I, I think you could imagine someone going to that room on their own spending quite a long time feeling something in there yeah and I think that's brilliant for me there's something about the intimacy of them because they're so small you have to really peer into them and yeah. the presence of a human if you're like looking you're at right them you're right there with me yeah you are you know you're right there yeah and that's a lot but I think it's um, something I want to say so, go for it. Can we talk about text yep. that appears through the work? Is this something that's new to the practice, or is the text work something that's been continuous alongside? I always write everything down. I basically really want to be really, really clever. And so, I, like, if I was really clever, I'd be a writer. But I, I, I always write things down, especially kind of what I'm feeling. And is that one of yours? Sounds like me dog. I've got a dog barking. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, there's no, lots of dogs here there are, there are a few yeah um, yeah I always write things down and actually it started I always started writing on the, was on the studio wall or on bits of paper and stapling them up on the studio wall um, and then I was struggling a bit with some paintings and so I'd base, like, a few of them are just what so like this one says you're not trying to prove you can draw and that's written on the studio wall and I had a photograph of it <laughs> and then it basically is a drawing of the studio wall because there's all the paint that's you know been there previously, but I think that insight is is also into how I work and what I'm thinking when I'm working. And so that is me saying you're not trying to preview like I, just, I can spend too long making art my dad would like, which is uh, just anything by your dad's waving at the yeah, minute. Anything by Holbein, right? And he'll he'll I like Holbein. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's great. But he he's very pleased if I make a likeness of myself in charcoal. <laughs> I am growing to understand it. 
Yeah. He's, He's growing, growing to, to understand, understand it. it. Yeah. Love that. So, so now this is a selling exhibition. So mm-hmm. things are available to be acquired. The first things, time. The first time. Well, the first time. Because you've had people DM you saying, can I buy work over the years? Because a when lot of people want to buy work, right? Yeah. We say no. And I always say no. Because? I want to be genuine. What do you mean? I wanted to do my first show with all of my work to be chosen to be in it. And I wanted, whatever happened, there to be a body of work that I haven't sold off yet because I wanted it to be enough. And I wanted that, that this is everything I've done for three years, right? Condensed. And it just seemed disingenuous to start flogging things off previously without ever showing them. Um, because then that's kind of a bit mercenary to me. But I totally understand that other people wouldn't do that. But I, I was lucky enough to be able to do that. Um, I mean, I did sell, like, like Kelly's mum, I sold her one for, like, 50 quid about 10 years ago. But <laughs> she's done well. <laughs> well. So how do you feel now, then, that things have been sold already, things are going into... You do? How do you feel about having your work on people's walls or in collections? I'm very proud of it. I think it's good. I think it's... Um, like I think the work is good, and I, I and I think, yeah, you know, I think whatever message there is in there is a really important message, and it's certainly not, yeah, it's 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 not um, kind of trite in any way. There's a lot, and so I think that I think if I dare say it, I think what I've got to say is very important, and uh, and I'm pleased that it will be seen and appreciated. Materiality-wise, what are we looking at paint-wise? Is there certain brands you rely on? What brush do you use? Can we talk about what the materials are? I, do you know what? Go on. Lady in the van. Yeah, Alan Bennett. My boy. Another thing I think about being a painter. If you can ever be as happy as Maggie Smith with a scourer dipping into that Madeira cake, like she just got the Madeira cake and the yellow paint and painting that van... And being so happy when she's painting, like, isn't that what everyone in the world would like to be as a painter? Like, she's just having the best time. And sometimes I sit there and just imagine I'm Maggie Smith slapping, like, I mean, some of my paintbrushes are decorators, brother. You know, there's not... And thick old paint that, you know, and, and I think that is, that is so good. So he's got... He's still there. But, uh, you were but in that one, though. Yeah, I was in that one, yes. I, yeah. played, I played a rent boy in that, yeah. It's, it's typecast. I breathe. Um... How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. 
add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com But what, what are we looking at? Acrylic? Oil? A uh, mixture. Um, acrylic paint's great because it dries really quickly. Right. And I, as I say, like to make mistakes, or make, mistake, make things I don't want to show you, and cover them up. So that's quite nice. The best thing you can ever use is oil bars, because they're just big crayons. And because of my like dexterity, I find it really brilliant to have that contact with canvas really nicely. Um, I think charcoal's probably the most important thing, though. And your colour choices, the earlier works were lot muted more greys and browns mm. and now we're seeing real pops of color there's like a magenta there there's pinks and also talking about the oil bar there's like a red text here which looks like it's an oil bar it is which says a pain that demands to be seen it does um in shocking red in shocking red it's um one of my friends who's here so very clever woman who is a what is it like psycho a psycho. Yeah. <laughs> what? Very no, clever psycho. What, what is your job? Psychologist. Psychologist. Psycho- um, psychologist. Yeah. Sorry, psychologist, not psycho. And we, yeah. we, she, I mean, she's a lifesaver. We've spoken quite a lot about myself. Um, <laughs> and but about painting and why I make paintings and, and how I make paintings. And once we kind of, she gets quite into it as well. And we once having a long com- text conversation, text conversation about you know, what am I painting? Why am I painting this? What, what's going on? What's coming out? Blah, blah. And, and a pain that demands to be seen, right? That's exuding from paintings, even if they're not graphic paintings. And I was like, she's fucking cracked it. You know, she's got it. So I wrote that on the wall, you see. So that's why. And then I wanted to cut it out of the plasterboard, but didn't really. So I just drew it again, but on there. So um, if we go to your studio, do we, do we, do the walls look like this still, or do they get painted? No, because I can't rely on that. So often you have to white over things because otherwise it gets too much. And also I want to see what I'm painting. But I've got photographs of all of... If I think I've written something down that's worthwhile, then I photograph it, and then I might put it in later. But you don't use oil and acrylic um, in the same painting, or do you? Yeah. So you that's, do. So that's oil. They all are. I think. Oh, all yeah. the big boys are all oil, but they're oil bars. They're not, you know... I, I never went to art school, so I don't have absolutely no idea how to use oil Oh, I see, oil so paint. it's not oil paint. It's oil bar oil with no. acrylic, and then sometimes charcoal, I don't you know can what see. turpentine is. I don't know this. But, got it. No, but of course I, of course I do. Um, but something that I feel like I hadn't seen before in the work are all the drips. Yeah. And, all, and all, also there seems to be um, mark making from all different angles, mm-hmm. whereas previously I feel like it was always from one position. Yeah, Does that make sense? Turn the canvas over. Turn the canvas oh, you over? Oh, you twist it. You have to move it. Another lesson from Josie Emin. Ah. Um, basically, I can't reach a lot of things because I'm sat down. Um, and so things like sometimes I put on a bamboo stick, paintbrushes or, or charcoal, also flip the canvas like that one flip fuck over there then my feet are also in my head because i drew the feet and then i wanted to, to not have those feet there and i wanted to draw my head in the same place or that one with the the yellow one so that my legs are above my head because i couldn't reach the top so you know there's there's practical things naturally what's quite nice about the show is it's all hung at a very accessible level but without you know I know, you know. Just to go back to the question about the colours and the colour palette, yeah. what are these brighter colours giving you now and how comes it's, it's going more in that way? I don't think I'm afraid of it, colour. Did you used to be? No. Um, but I think, I think 
it's probably more clever to to kind of limit yourself, limit yourself, and then kind of fly a bit. And so all these are only, what is it, Van Dyke Brown, Red Oxide, uh, Indian Yellow, and Prussian Blue and White. And um, so all of those are made, basically, most of them are made using the same the smaller paintings. A small, yeah, using yeah. the same palette. But that, but I strongly believe also in repetition. I think there's quite a lot of power in that. So yeah, so that that. But I felt like that also because the room is like that's the color of my bathroom, the tiles, you know. And so, so now yeah, back to the color. I don't know. I, I um, I think it's probably again it's intrinsic, isn't it? What feels right, what feels. I was wondering if it was because of the larger format though as well, because a lot of the work I'd previously seen wasn't necessarily like eight feet or six feet. Or I feel like you've got more you've kind of expanded and i wonder if that also means that you want to express yourself with more sort of wider color. spectrum of color or something i don't know maybe i mean it's not uh hasn't been certainly hasn't been like a conscious thing what i've done recently though, i've totally banned red have you <laughs> yeah because i can get into a bit of a hole being quite aggressive on not but with painting and i think i can probably be more clever than just make kind of bloody paint not but they're totally necessary i've got lots of bloody paintings at home that i'll probably never show anyone but they're you know that's they've got to come out of me but for for i want to present i think yeah so at the moment there's no red allowed we'll come back but i think yeah i think yeah i I probably should have prepared i haven't really thought about color in that way but i do yeah but again i think yeah it's intrinsic in me isn't it and and certainly it's nothing to do with fashion like in terms of color of the year or anything like that it sounds like it's just how you feel but but also there's some smaller paintings where they're all blue and it's almost like you're in water or something and i I was paintings they're the margate paintings (laughs) because talking about color they really impacted me because they sort of make you stop they're quite like startling in a weird way they there's a serenity to them and a beauty when i first came to see you guys Mm. and tracy and margate when was that? A year ago. We went to Dory's. No, Angela's. I remember having lunch with you. Was it a year ago? And my friend Carmen was here. And we had lunch was at Angela's. last summer? Yeah. Yeah, so I just made a few small paintings after it because I felt, um, yeah, I felt compelled when I got home to draw myself. And also there were experiences. Like there's one, again, my caregiver, Tiana, she, because um, we went down on the beach and I, you know, I use a wheelchair, so it's not very easy to go on the beach, but it was okay to go on the beach. And then... Uh, you got new wheels then, didn't you? Yeah, they're right. Like they, they, they don't work. Oh, really? But no. But that's okay. But uh, anyway, I've got nice people behind. I thought they were beach Actually. wheels. Yeah, well, supposed to be, but don't oh, believe what you read work. on the internet. Okay. But um, Yeah, but you were very excited. I remember being on the beach with you. Yeah, and then Tiana picked up some seawater and was like, look, it's like you're swimming, but just threw a handful of sand <laughs> <laughs> into my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, that's so nice. Lovely. And so... That, but that was a joyous moment and also touching water and touching the sea and being in a different because I can't get on a lot of different terrains you know and so I left Margate and I made those paintings just because I was very very happy after being in Margate I thought I am I, I, um, yeah and it's and it, like it's sexy in Margate you know it was this whole and I stayed in this unfortunately it's not there anymore the brilliant hotel that had like Diamante plug sockets and everything it's so good oh yeah but yeah it was it was really it was a really good time and I think I think they're quite joyous paintings those you know I think they're quite they're diff- as you say, they're quite different. They're quite. Um... I feel like uh, like you like you feel quite free in them. Yeah, of course. They're, yeah, they're, they are. You're, you're right, and um, and the, yeah, the color you see that that is good. It's a lot of different blues, and kind of the color of sand, but it's still quite limited there. But yeah, now I understand what you mean because things kind of have opened up quite a lot, color wise. 
but maybe I, I mean, what is it? I've got more paintings in my head than I'll ever be able to make. So, can you paint whatever mood you're in? Yes. So it's it's therapy in, in the fact that you you work. I don't. I just. I, I don't know about that word though. Is it therapy? Because I know therapy is very important, but I've I'm rubbish at it, you know. And, and I and actually, a lot of the time I don't have anything in my head if I'm painting. And sometimes I do, and sometimes I just feel really aggressive, and I just paint something really aggressively for two hours. And actually, if something really upsets me, there's nothing better, especially with these oil bars, than if you've got like an eight-foot canvas just colouring the whole thing in for like hours because you need to... So, yeah, maybe therapy is, but I don't know if that... To me, that sounded a bit floral. But what I mean is, yeah, of course it is, but I don't know. I don't know if I'd admit to that. And you're saying about Margate moved you to make new paintings is, yeah. is Suffolk somewhere you see yourself for the foreseeable or are you considering uh, different I, locations I'm considering not being lonely because I think when you're on your own and also when you're not mobile not being able to get anywhere or do anything is quite isolating and as much as as I say double-edged sword is great for work it's also not very good for your head so um yeah I am I think it would be beneficial to not spend all my time on my own perhaps i'm really interested in the idea of um when you're painting you almost aren't thinking yeah. i've heard that from a few people here in margate recently that when they make either you know obviously with their hands if they're making art but when they're making often it means their brains actually aren't thinking and it's it's like almost like a, a clear ascendant or something yeah or, well, no, or an the, escape from the devil makes work for idle hands right right and if i keep my hands not idle then I won't, you know, be the devil. You know, that, that, yeah, absolutely. I, like, I think like, repetitive activity, making paintings, thinking about that. And yeah, and you, sometimes you ruminate on completely different things when you're painting that are absolutely unrelated to the painting. <laughs> and then when you finish painting, go to bed, then you think about the painting and then you wake up and you think, oh, and actually what I found really good recently is or just take photos of the paintings and then like in the night, look at the painting and think, oh, wow. What's going on there? And sometimes on the iPhone, you can do this little thing and scribble on top of it. <laughs> so you can add something on top and think, well, actually, it never gets there because it's four o'clock in the morning. It's very David Hockney of you. Is it? But technology. Well, he, he does the whole iPad the drawings, iPad doesn't drawings. he? You know, I don't know how to use technology, though, do I? I was telling Elisa, when, we, when you first did the podcast, I had to buy a laptop because I was like on my phone and I was like, oh, this is a great opportunity. But I, and you said you can't record it on the phone. To have an actual and I had oh, fuck out of We lied to you, by the way. We, we could have actually just called you. Oh, could you? Yeah, we did one the other day. Can I have a. We <laughs> can only just work that out, though. Can we give you the money for that? It laptop? was a conspiracy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did you want the receipt? It was, it was everyone around you saying, yeah. he needs a laptop. <laughs> yeah, it's like when. I, yeah, anyway, I'll tell you that story. So, so they could Skype with you. What's happening now? Where, where is the work going next? Because this is up. Are you considering other projects, yeah, other of course, bodies? Yes. Of course, of course. I'm working all the time. Actually, at the moment, I'm working a bit too much, so it. It's good to have a break. Not too much. Tiana says too much. I don't. But um, at the moment, yeah, I'm very, I'm very into me dogs. And so I'm very... Yeah, dogs for you are incredibly important. Dogs, are, dogs save your lives. Dogs save your lives. Um, I've, I'm very lucky to have my dogs. Yeah, I mean, if, if anything's difficult, you've got an animal there that is really nice to you. And you've actually immortalised your dogs in there these are. works. There are. Two, two of them made it in. And, yeah, they're incredibly important. I think to most, well, not most, but a lot of people, dogs are so important. And especially, you know, I'm on my own in the countryside, so 
if you don't want to go anywhere and you want to isolate yourself at some point, you still have to go out with your dog, don't you? True. There was a beautiful Fat Tony post on his Instagram the other day because I follow him because his, his posts are always really funny um, and sometimes actually very thought-provoking in deeper ways too. But um, there was one really touching one where it's like him hugging his dog. I think it was like a, a rescue Rainy. dog. Rainy, yeah. yeah, and it was him hugging the dog and it said something like, rescue dog saved my life or something. And I was like, what a beautiful thing. Yeah, mine have got a really good pedigree. <laughs> Before, I want um, to up your to the, dogs are divas like you are yeah i want to open up to the audience in a minute for a q a but before i do that i'd like to ask probably an obnoxious question but what was the response like to coming on talk art because you were very uh, anxious thank you for that laugh uh, i rolled my eyes Lindsay up. mendix over there who uh, we probably asked this too as well Oh, it's Rob's face. What did you do? All right, okay. Not that one. Diva swish. Um, What what, what was that like? Because there there was some anxiety for you coming on and then it was quiet. Yeah, I mean, I do... You know, I struggle with kind of presenting myself in that way because obviously I like to talk about myself and I get a bit over the top with it and, like, my friends have to say, like, can I speak? Like, what is that? Extreme trauma brings extreme narcissism, apparently. You know, that's a natural... You know, and so I do... I did struggle with that kind of... I'm going to go and talk about myself and be... Obviously, once I got into it, fine. But no, it was very... Um, yeah, it was very interesting. I mean, I actually don't know because I've never listened to it and I've not read your book because I'm really bad at myself in that way. So everyone else loved it, the book and everything, but I've not listened to it. And I'm not, uh, but I did get nice, a lot of nice responses from people, but I can't obviously look at it. We, I, I remember it being one of the most listened to podcasts we did. And, it was good. Yeah, um, do you know and what? we had people all over the world writing in and trying to buy the work and trying to see the work. So I finally they tr- can I see I felt it. very trusting of you, though, and I felt very comfortable doing it. So that was really... I like... Oh, I've got this... Lots of things have happened in the past and I've not, not been to it. But I felt like that was a really great opportunity to be myself and do exactly as I wanted to. And as I could tell, a story that's not necessarily a brilliant story, but maybe will become one. So, perhaps. Let's get a Q&A going. Has anyone got any questions and we'll uh, just shout them out and then we can just Go repeat on. them. Your mum and dad are here. Mum and, da- and dad got a question at all? No. Come here, come here and talk into the microphone for us. Please, please, dad. Please, dad, please, come dad. and talk. Let's get a round of applause for Oliver's dad. I know, I know. I said I wouldn't do this, but I'm doing it. Sorry. Yeah. Edit this. It's actually quite embarrassing. Hold it up to your mouth. Yeah. We've watched the journey, and it's uh, an interesting journey. I didn't always agree with him, but as usual, he's proved me wrong. He's here, and it comes down really to one word: awesome. (laughs) Absolutely awesome. Well done, Dad. Round of applause, round of applause. Lydia Pettit, what's your question? Um, I was wondering how, because obviously you've been doing this for a long time without being seen. Yeah. So how has this doing all these self-portraits over and over again affected your relationship with yourself, with your body, and then how has being seen affected that? Well, a lot of the time I call him him. So he's not necessarily me, is he? Mm. I always used to call him him. But now I'm becoming a bit more accountable for myself and a bit more... I do understand that I'm obviously painting myself, but um, I detached him and called him him quite a lot because, I I mean, I struggle with reality. The whole thing's fucked, so... (laughs) 
you know so actually um uh in terms of like relationship with my body i i i don't really have one <laughs> i've got a relationship with my everything from the neck up i think but otherwise just yeah i think it's um yeah, I think that's... that's you have it. a lot of photographs. Tatiana's taken yeah. lots and lots of photos. Tiana. Tiana, sorry, has taken loads and loads of she photographs. She does. I get her to do a lot of photographs of me because obviously I can't see... I can't just stand in front of a mirror. Although I do have now. I bought this It's like enormous eight-foot by six-foot this dancer's mirror. <laughs> and so I sit a lot in... When I'm drawing a lot in front of that, I do a lot of... Which is really nice because I think observational drawings... That's where things shine for me, I think. You know, the, the drawings of... I really, yeah. So yeah, big big old mirror, a lot of photos, um, a lot of imagination sometimes. I I um, did a drawing of myself the other day. I said, Tatiana, that's way more sexy than I am. She was like, Yeah, need <laughs> 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 to get rid of that jawline. But yeah, no. So um, yeah, so I think I think in terms of yeah, representing my body, as I say, I don't know, I don't really know my body because it's been cut off. So I I um. I don't feel shy about it or worried about it. Um, I mean, I would in person, absolutely, but these are totally different, you know. And I think it's also, like, they're pretty beautiful paintings. And I think, and I think no, you, know, you know, no matter what, if, you know, if there's a wheelchair, if there's a piss bag or something, I don't care about that. You know, it's actually, at the end of the day, I was thinking about this and trying to, be clever about it, but at the end of the day, as an artist, you also want to make a really beautiful image or a beautiful painting that someone wants to cover. And that's why a lot of these things, are, I, they're artifacts that I think are nice. Is there a work in the show that's like your favourite one since you've seen it installed? Ooh. I know it's hard, that's like picking your favourite child. But I was just really intrigued how the actual curation and I installation... Is. There's one that's really simple, it's a small one, and taking the paint off... It felt really simple but clever. Simple but clever is what I... I wrote it down yesterday, actually, when I was, or day before, before I left when I was working on the studio. I wrote down, I want to make the simplest possible painting, but things get complex. But. And what, what does it actually feel like, though, seeing your show now as a show, as a you well, know, 3D amazing, physical because show? Because it, they've all been in my house, in my studio, um, which is five metres by five metres. And also I had this incredible honor of Elisa and Tracy curating it so I people say are you nervous about it you know you're worried about the work and I was like well no because I made the work that's the one thing I can do but in terms you know self-promotion the internet like curating anything I don't know talking to people maybe not talking but you know I had to make the work and I've had this honor of them putting it together and actually doing something which none of us would have done because everyone would do it differently but it's really uh, it knocked me socks off. I only saw it for the first time yesterday and I went into the lift and just was <laughs> hyperventilated for a little bit. It it's, it's really, um, yeah, it's, it, is, it, is, it is, yeah, it's remarkable, really. To, I'm happy it's in Margate as well. I feel like it's going to be a really wonderful show for everyone yeah. to see. And something to be excited about. It's amazing and it's so deserved, Oliver. Have we, have we got any other questions? That's it. Great, I think great, people are like, where are the drinks? Great I know. Question, one statement. <laughs> really it's like the private view's about to begin. Uh, so well, we're going to go to our final <laughs> questions then that we haven't talked about, which is a tradition. If you could do an art heist, you could have any work of art in the world for I've yourself. already done it. What should... Now? Another one. Has it changed? Rothenberg. You, you told me Susan about Susan Rothenberg. Tell us about Susan Rothenberg. Russell told me about this painter who I'd never heard of who paints fucking paint. Like, it's paint. 
you know, and it's so clever. So I'd have a dying dog. You'd have a dying dog, yeah. Mm. She loved dogs. Dogs meant she the world. She loved to her, dogs, yeah. but she was really, really bright in terms of the way. Like it was just, it's about paint, you know, which is really nice. Um, have you been looking at her work a lot then? I've had a look. There's not much online though. No, I'll get your book. Thanks. You're welcome. But yeah, no, uh, recently I've been, I've been, I've been very impressed. But also, little Vermeer wouldn't go amiss, would it? Like I well, love. The scale, the little ones look like little Vermeer. So, and because well, of the way that you have I mean, the light coming from the left-hand side of the canvas is very Vermeer. He had windows. That's had where wi- my bathroom window is. Exactly. Though, there you, know? you go. He yeah. was up there, and then maybe and we can sort of a, set up an art swap. That's what I love yeah, about yeah. them. Though. It's only thirty-five. Aren't yeah, <laughs> get on a Ouija board and do a. The thing I love about those small works is the light Mm. and the reference to light and the way it's altered in every single one. And it's quite theatrical in the way that his were quite theatrical. I mean, you're being very flattering. Thanks. But yeah, I really like, yeah, I I think even if, but even if things are, you know, a bit more expressive or abstract or something, there's always light in them. That one with the, you know, the the yellow piss bag still got the highlights and everything, I think. That one always reminds me of a street lamp as well, for some reason. Like, like a hanging light or something. Mm. I always fall asleep accidentally with a, of an anger poise next to my bed. Yeah, that's kind of what it made me think of, And really. I, I always fall asleep underneath it, and Tiana comes down, <laughs> downstairs and says I'm like a lizard because I've completely fallen asleep <laughs> and it's under this light. But yeah, no, it, it is. But yeah, light, light, is, um, light is important, isn't it? I love angle poise. What a beautiful design. Well, the other question is, what is your favourite colour in relation to this show? As it's your second interview. Van Dyke Brown. All of these. The whole background, everything is tubes and tubes and tubes of Van Dyke Brown. Van Dyke Brown? Yeah. Is, there is that actually brand? the name of it? Yeah. All right. I use golden paint, so I just think they're... So golden paint's the brand? Golden paint, yeah, it's like a brand, it's just paint, but I think it's quite nice. I don't know. And do you mix or do you go from the tube then? They're literally, they, the they are, I mean, they are mixed. So I put out little, because I told you, what, well, there's six colours or something. Um, but no, the Van Dyke brand is just Van Dyke brand. The other thing's mixed up a bit. But again, it's not an intelligent choice. It's the colour of my bathroom. And so. what's the best advice you've ever received, or maybe the best advice from Tracy in terms of this show? I don't know. Shit, wait. Or when it comes to your work from anyone, what's the best advice? Gilbert and George? Yeah. Don't destroy anything because it's all art if it comes out of you. <laughs> but you have destroyed things. Yeah. So you didn't follow their advice? No, of course I didn't. <laughs> but, then, but then I don't also... But, you know, I get advice from Tracy that I don't follow. But I think it's... Um, yeah, it's helpful, isn't it? Also, being confident is a really important thing. Like, I always think if you're a painter and you make a painting that isn't confident, then everyone else can see it's not confident. So, yeah, having that confidence to believe in yourself and do that. A lot of the time when Tracy and I are talking, she says, but you knew that anyway. And I'd be like, yes, but I just need to you know, get a bit more gumption behind it. But yeah, no, I've had, I mean, I'm so lucky, look at, look at this, I'm so lucky, I've had so much advice. I mean, you guys give me advice, you know, you just, Russell and Rob, what am I going to do? How am I going to get a show? Keep working. Okay, just keep working. Yeah, we have, a, we have a WhatsApp group chat called Pictures. Yeah. <laughs> just Pictures, and usually it's keep working. Yeah. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep doing exactly what I did. So. I like it. Yeah. Good work. <laughs> and me go, going. Oh, sorry to send you another picture. I feel so vain. Oh, Shut up. Mind. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Stop sending us pictures. We've seen them all before. No, not at all. Um, not at all. This has been amazing. Thank this you to so, everyone, you, everyone for being for here coming. as well. Thank you, Oliver. Can we get a big round and, of applause um, for Oliver?
and you can follow at TKE Studios, yeah. TKE Studios, and um, they have images of all the work. You're not on Instagram, are you? But, no, thank you. No, but we are, and you'll also be able to go at Talk Art and see, and you can buy the new Talk Art book, The Interviews, which features a whole chapter dedicated to Oliver, which actually, when Tracy saw it, she looked at yours and she went, oh my God, I love Oliver's chapter. She saw hers and went, his is longer than mine. Yeah. And then she went, <laughs> and then she went, well done, like that. <laughs> and how long is Caregivers, the exhibition, on till? October the 15th. October the 15th. October the 15th. For everybody listening and everybody here, this is a free exhibition. Uh, you can come during the hours it's open. Alyssa, please tell us on microphone what? It's Alyssa who runs. Alyssa Cray. TKA. Hello. Um, yeah, it's open Saturday and Sundays, 12 till 4. Uh, yeah, every weekend until 15th of October. And then, yeah, weekdays by appointment. So people can email the studios. Do that way. Get to Margate, everyone. Yeah. And we'll be back very soon. Right. Thanks for listening. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Oliver. Bye. You've been listening to Talk Art with Robert Diamond and Russell Tovey. Follow us on Instagram at Talk Art, where you can view images of all artworks discussed in today's episode, with music by Jack Northover. Subscribe to Talk Art at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, or wherever it is that you get your podcasts. Give us a rating and write us a comment. Thanks for listening. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.